What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. Now, I'm sure some of you might be wondering, Booch, why did you play Vince McMahon's theme song, No Chance in Hell? Well, the answer to that question is very simple, because as you see, we have a classic pay-per-view review that we're going to be doing this week, and the song coincides with that, because as you guys know... Uh, one thing we love to do here on the show is we got our special uh, throwback pay-per-view reviews that we do. What we do is we take a look back at classic pay-per-views uh, from WWE, WCW, and ECW. And we pick one and we talk about it every week. And we look at it from the perspective of two fans, but also as two people in the business. As you know, Gator Ricky Ross, just one manager of the year. So he's been... Um, he's a manager. And most loved. And most loved. Yes. So he's a wrestler, manager. He's been a referee. He's been a commentator, ring announcer. Uh, Gator's pretty much been through it all. You know, I myself, a former ring announcer and commentator, you know, currently I'm not, I'm not currently in, but I've been in and whether or not I ever get back in remains to be seen. But for the time being, you know, um, just kind of being me, but I've been in the business, worked behind the scenes, done a lot of insane shit behind the scenes. So punched babies in faces. Yeah. Trust me. We, we know the business inside and out just from what we've been exposed to and what we've worked on. So we can look at this from different perspectives that most people can't. So it's, it's a rarity that you get here. And this week, we're going to talk about the 1999 Royal Rumble. Oh, Jesus, no. Yes, yes. Royal Rumble 99. This was the 12th annual Royal Rumble pay-per-view. It took place on January 24th, 1999 at the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim in Anaheim, California. The tagline and subtitle of the event was taken from a promise by Mr. McMahon that the first entrant in the Royal Rumble, Stone Cold Steve Austin, had no chance in hell of winning the match. The theme song for the event, based on the phrase, would go on to become the entrance music for Mr. McMahon's stable, The Corporation. And later... No chance! That's what you got. Yeah. No chance in hell. And later... A just, machine so strong! Yes. And later... No. And later, just McMahon himself, which he uses to this day, and crowds sing along with it. And of course, you know, it was quite possibly, it was one of the craziest World Rumbles. It's not, the, it's not the best theme song of all time. What's the best theme song of all time? <clears throat> Is that I Dream of Genie? No, that's that's a Fandango. Oh, oh dear God! It didn't sound like it. Yes, the Fandangoing, absolutely. So we had there were six matches on the card, including the Royal Rumble match itself. And, of course, it was one of the craziest Royal Rumbles ever and also the most controversial of all yes. the Royal Rumbles. And it was bad, bad. Yes. and Like the, bad, bad, bad. Yes. And the show kicks off with the first official match of the evening, the Big Boss Man versus Road Dog Jesse James. <laughs> this was a hardcore match for the ages, children. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. You did. I liked it. It was a clusterfuck, but I liked it. Here was my problem. It was a hardcore title match that was not under hardcore rules. It, it, well, it, it, yeah. So, no weapons, no fun of any kind. 
You can be disqualified. You can be counted out. It was a regular match with the hardcore title on the line. I'm sorry, but that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't know if this is a McMahon idea or if this is no. a Russo idea. It was a Russo. I'm willing to bet it's a Russo idea. It's a Russo. Because only Rus- Vince Russo would come up with something that fucking stupid to, let's have a hardcore title match and no hardcore weapons. What the fuck? What's the it point? Without the hardcore weapons, that title is meaningless. It serves no purpose. When you hear hardcore title match, you're like, oh, wow, there's going to be violence. There's going to be blood. There's going to be something crazy and innovative because that's what most of these hardcore matches were. Innovative. They were fun. They were... Probably they the were constant bucks. Yes, I remember. My favorite one. My favorite one is uh, Bob Holly and Al Snow when they go on the banks of the Mississippi. Yeah, that was Saint. That was when we talked about Saint Valentine's Day Massacre on the field. Oh, of I Glo- know. I'm just saying, I like that one a lot. Yeah, you can go back and listen to that on the Boochcast episode. Feel the glow. That's where we talk about that. Feel the hoe. The glow. Oh, the glow. No, the glow. Feel the glow. The glow. That's the title of the episode. Glow. Yes, we talk about St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and it oh. is by... That was a great match. So then we get to this, and you're this is obviously before that, and you're like, that was stupid. It was pointless. It was boring. It, it was a clusterfuck. And in the end, the big boss man won the match. It was just, it was done. It was a hardcore title match that wasn't under hardcore rules, and therefore, a waste of everybody's fucking... It was 11 minutes... Why does that sound like Russo? Yeah. It was 11 minutes and 52 seconds we could never get back, basically. It was still Russo! Yes. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening we had for the Intercontinental Championship. Ken Shamrock defended against badass Billy Gunn. I don't know how to... I don't know. Benny? Yeah? What did you think? Um, honestly, I thought from a, from a wrestling standpoint, it was It pretty... was decent from a wrestling standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, you're sitting back going, what the fuck? Yeah. It was just... It wasn't interesting. It was just decent wrestling. That's all it was. They... It was decent wrestling, but it was still a clusterfucker. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, it was like... It was basically Shamrock barely selling... And Billy Gunn doing the majority of the work, I felt. Billy, okay, let me talk about selling. Children, Mr. Woodrelli, help me out on this. Yes. Selling can make a match the shitty, or it can make or break a match. Yes. Am I wrong? No. So help me out on this. There's good selling. Yes. Then there's Shawn Michaels selling. <laughs> yes. That's a whole other selling in itself. Oh, there, there may come a day where we talk about that, but it won't be on this show. Not tonight, children, not tonight. Yes, uh, stay tuned for future episodes where this may come, may not come up. No, it will. Oh, it will. Especially if a certain match ends up making the list on pay-per-views. It has not. It, so- it has. Oh, it has. It's on there. Okay. <coughs> Hogan Michaels. Um, okay. Um, but that's yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. What were you talking about? Um, different one, but, um. Oh, they screw job. Um. Are we talking about that? No. Are we gonna talk about that? We haven't put it on the list yet, but we ha- we do have to make a new list eventually. So. Oh yeah, you go. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay. We are gonna have to make a new list soon because I'm. No, not... go ahead and do your shit. But yeah, so but yeah, no, selling is bad. Yes. 
There's good selling. There's bad selling. There's Shawn Michaels selling. Um, you know, good selling is when you actually make the opponent look good and actually. Like he's actually trying to kill you. Yes, actually, yeah. There's then you have Omega selling, which is oh god. Um, then you have. Say what now? Then you have Buck selling, which makes you want to vomit. And what selling? I said you have. Then you have Omega selling, which is ugh. You yeah, have, it's. You have Buck selling, which makes you want to vomit repeatedly. <laughs> Don't watch it, young buck. Don't watch it. You'll throw up. Uh, but anyway, it's like, no, I'm saying, young blood. Don't watch it. But anyway, it was just decent, Matt. And then, of course, Val Venus interferes, but it still doesn't work, which I thought was stupid. Why have Val Venus interfere to hit a DDT on Ken Shamrock, and Shamrock's still going to win? Yeah. I, I never understood that. Hashtag psychology. I mean, seriously, am, am I wrong? No. Thinking that's stupid, that why would you have somebody interfere to attack somebody and then they still win? That what? Mr. Bidrelli, Mr. Bidrelli, psychology. Uh, you, know, you don't see what I'm doing, but I'm making a rainbow. And in my head, the word psychology are going right by my face. Psychology. Yes. And there's a magical thing going. And, ah. it, was, and it was lost on this match. Oh, yes. Psychology, children, is the art of making it look like it's a real fucking fight. Yes, it is. Which, which most people don't do anymore. Yeah, most people just do not, do not do that. Yeah, okay. it's just, oh, it's bad. It is bad, it is bad. It's, it's bad news, children. Anyway, moving on. Yes, so moving on, we now have the next match for the European Championship. X-Pac defended against Gangrel. <sighs> this was not terrible. It was quick, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was about 5 minutes, 53 seconds. Yeah, it was. They got their shit in. Pretty much. But that was about it. It, would, it, wasn't, it wasn't too much, but it wasn't too little. They got their shit in. And, of course, there was the Teddy Long mishap. <laughs> where it looked like he made a three count as Gangrel rolled the X-Pac into a pin. Been kicking out too late. Yeah. And the match continued, even though there were fans basically chanting, "You fucked up." <laughs> I forgot about that. Like it was ECW. Well, no. D well, wrestling fans do that all the time, no matter what. Even in even in the PG era, if a referee screws up, they still chant, "You." you got, they no, you they do up. that. They do that now, even when you botch on the indies. Oh yeah, botch, I've period. been on the end of it. Okay, it sucks. Yeah, I'm saying, when you botch, period, now, they're like, you fucked up. You can't escape it. You fucked up? No, I didn't. I fucked your mother. <laughs> I know. We had you. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, if you want to see more things like this, please come out when we do this show, if the money's right. Yes. So, yeah, and then X-Pac... Uh, basically hits the X Factor after that, gets the one, two, three, and retains the championship. And you need a more vulgar me in your life. And I will say this: in an interview, Teddy Long actually said that the reason he counted it was because X Pac didn't kick out until until immediately after. He's supposed to wait because he said Vince would rather you. It, this is the funny. He said Vince would rather you count to three and mess up the finish than than stop and make it look bad. Which, I understand that, but it yeah, still looked I, bad. I told referees that, so I can't say nothing. But the thing is, it still looked bad. It's going to look bad either way. Because he counted the three and went, and the match continued. And I will say this. Obviously, Teddy Long wasn't known for making a lot of fuck-ups as a referee. This is like his one and only, to my knowledge. As a referee, yes. Yeah. So but you know what, though? You know what, though? What? 
You need to not give him too much shit. You're going one on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> Actually, now it's a ten man tag team match. <laughs> A 32-man tag team match. Yes. There's going to be some tag team matches. Somebody's going to go one-on-one. One on one. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because <laughs> I got the power tonight. So anyway. Um, yeah, you, you, some of y'all may get that. Some of y'all may not. Yeah. Um, all I can say is uh, Memorial Mayhem Fight TV. Check it out. Um, yeah, it's free. Uh, yes, it is. On that note, uh, we'll move on to the next match of the evening. Uh, we had a strap match. And I, there's a word I'd like to put in between there to make this funnier. Uh, for the women's championship. The strap-on match. So that's the way you like it. <laughs> and Sable defends the title against Luna. Against your mom. Against Luna Bashan. And this was just Luna beating the fuck out of Sable because she hated Sable's goddamn guts. <laughs> in or out of the ring? Or both? Both. Oh, God. <laughs> You don't see Luna take liberties? I saw her take a few. Luna beats the fuck out of this bitch. Oh my god, like she wraps the she wrap like she she wraps the strap around her neck and hoists Sable on her and back. And if you if you go back and listen to if you go back and listen to uh to um Bruce Pritchard talk about it. Yeah. Bruce Pritchard will tell you she hated that bitch. Luna hated Sable? Oh yes. Yeah, I know there was a few. And Sunny. And and she hated Sunny. Wow. I yeah, thought... she was gonna kill the two of them. Oh, someone was a little jealous. It sounds like. Well, I can't help. She's ugly. I mean, everybody knew that. I mean, Luna Vachon's an incredible talent, but she is very fugly. She's fucking ugly. You know. But she... she's dead. God rest her soul. Oh yes. God rest her soul. Yeah, and definitely deserving of the Hall of Fame if she's not in there already. Um, but of course. Very much so. Very yes. very much. And then, of course, um... But it was a strap-on match that just got this... It got to be bad. Yes. And Shane McMahon, of course, distracting the referee. And then Tori attacked her from behind, letting Sable freely tap the, um... The fourth turnbuckle inside of the referee to retain the, the championship. So Sable did win. Oh, my God! Somebody's stealing somebody's gimmick! What are you talking about? Hold on! What are you talking about, Gator? I'm watching indie wrestling. Really? Somebody's doing the rock, Mr. Ridgewelly. I'm having heart palpitations. Okay. I'm having heart palpitations. Go, go on, do, do your thing. Okay. Well, what I'm talking. Okay. Well, the thing is, we're you know moving on to the main. Oh event. my God! There's no God. <laughs> Gator. Yes. Either elaborate on what's going on or shut the fucking thing off. He's a goddamn. He's coming out. He's the rock. So it's just a parody? It's a parody, but he's not the Rocky, he's the Boulder. Oh, God. The Boulder? He's a fat version. Oh, my God. Mr. Bougerelli. Yes? He's stealing gimmicks. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm having a palpitation. This one, okay, this one actually sounds pathetic. I'd have to really... He's the Boulder. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The Boulder? Oh my god, he's taking on the... Never mind, I can't say what this is. If you sniff what the boulder is baking. Um, he's taking on a gentleman who is a black undertaker. Oh god. I can't say his name. You can't say his name. I can't say his name. Is it an inappropriate name? It's the Niagara Taker. What? Yes. Seriously? Oh my... No. 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 I can't you. No. Oh my god, you've got to be kidding me. Tell me I didn't just hear that. 
soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. Oh, this is this Christopher's is, gonna make it stop. I can't. I'm not. I'm not in Virginia. Make it stop. Shut it off. Shut it off, dude. Click it off. I did it, it's, it's bad. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with indie promotions? It's the Niagara Taker. This is this is insane. This is insane. No. All right. Okay, you done? Can we move on now? Yeah, do your thing. All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. Uh, this was an I Quit match for the WWE Championship. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. Yes. The actual Rock. Not the boulder. Yes. Goes one-on-one with Mankind. This was cool. Uh, the finish sucks ass, uh, which is, well, okay, so there was so there was a pre-recorded thing of Mick Foley saying, I quit, I quit, I quit, I quit. Yes. And the ending was, do you know how many unprotected chair shots he took? Uh, 12, I believe it was. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. And uh, he took he took shots to the head that I wouldn't take. Yeah. And it got to the point where um, even his, uh, his family, like his wife and his kid were in the front row. They actually got up and left because they were so uncomfortable. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it, in the, well part of well, <coughs> this match... And a lot of the behind, there was a lot of behind the scenes footage of this that was filmed for the documentary Beyond the Mat. <coughs> yeah, I'm just. <coughs> yeah, the wrestling documentary Beyond the Mat filmed a lot of stuff at the Royal Rumble '99. Like they filmed, they actually had footage of The Rock and Mick Foley talking about you know certain spots they were gonna do during the match, like like where they the match where they were fighting on the by the fans. And then he got knocked off the, the arena and onto those. Uh, when he got electrocuted, he hit the speakers. Oh, yes. I forgot about that part. They were talking. Um, the Rock's over there talking about, you know, giving that idea. And Mick Foley saying he liked it and them talking about it. Then they show The Rock. They show they have footage of The Rock cutting his pre-match promo. And then they show the chair shots. And you can see the, the Beyond the Mat people who got permission to film some stuff at the show were filming footage of... His wife and kid, because they were in the front row. Mick Foley's family in the front row. And yeah, he didn't warn them either, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know if that was something that Beyond the Mat suggested or if Foley made the decision on his own. I don't know. Probably, sometimes for documentary purposes, they will put scenarios in like that and get genuine reactions. So, and they're like, literally, she's she's like cringing. She's covering her son's eyes. Their son's eyes. He's I don't freaking... know why. I mean, they know Daddy's a wrestler. Yes, but even but even Gator, we're in the business and we're saying that's fucking brutal. This is true. So they're realizing, holy crap, this is painful. And he's a kid, so the kids are crying because they 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 don't know the difference. The the wife knows the difference. This is, even, this, is this is accurate. But even she's like Jesus. So they got up and they left. They went to the back because they couldn't watch it anymore. That's how. I don't gra- know. And mankind later mentioned in his book that for a period of time he had a grudge with The Rock because apparently The Rock never checked to see if he was okay. See, and that's the thing. He should. You always check if you're doing something like that. But the agreed upon number when you go back and watch some of these interviews, the agreed upon number was five. Really? Of chair shots. Yeah, McFoley's even said that before. Yeah. The agreed upon number was five. But he ended up going to 12. He ended up taking 12 of them. So Rock and, and took And it some, was just, it was rough. So Rock took some liberties, I guess. 
He did. And then it's weird that The Rock never really addressed that. No, he never really. They probably squashed it as boys, but. Oh, they did squash it as boys, obviously, because they're still friends today. But I know Mankind mentioned for a period of time he was upset with The Rock because The Rock never checked on him. And that's something that usually happens when you're in situations like that. You usually go in the back and make sure the guy's okay and everything and talk to him. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And it's one of the things where you do it in private but not in public. Well, no, you take it You take it to the boys. You take it to the boys and you take care of your business. Yeah. You take care of your business. And if you don't, somebody will. Yeah. Somebody will take care of it for you or make you take care of it. Yeah. And apparently that was one of the issues there was that they never really discussed it. But it was well, definitely by far the most one of the most brutal matches those two ever had. And it, defined- it was, well, besides maybe that last man standing match. Yeah. Which we've already talked about that. But Which we have, but I, for, I don't know. Pardon me. This was just, it was brutal. It was one of those things where it put over Mank, Mick Foley tremendously for the amount of pain that he could take. And then finding out the next night on Raw that his I Quit was taped and he never actually said it. If anything, it elevated Mankind even more. Exactly. It really so it made, it, it made, it out, it made it out. It made him out to be more of what he was. Yeah, the guy who could withstand pain. And and he later said in an interview with Austin he didn't he didn't necessarily like pain but he definitely responded to it which is very very interesting and I would I think someday The Rock needs to give his side of the story on this because I don't remember I would lo- I would love that but The Rock ain't gonna do it yeah I, and that bothers me because I really think he should you know it would show more respect to it would show that it would it would show more that he is one of the boys and not just Mr Hollywood. Because he's obviously proven that he loves the business, but sometimes it's hard to tell if he's really one of the boys or if he's just Mr. Hollywood now. He's Mr. Hollywood now. And on that note, uh, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening, the 30-man Royal Rumble match. This was, this was, okay, this one is is a cluster. This turns into a clusterfuck quick. Yes. <laughs> like, quick, quick. It starts out with McMahon and Stone Cold. Yes. And it just breaks down from there. Yep, and then the next thing you know, it's got a bunch of other wrestlers, some of them you don't really know, or have different names. And usually at one point, Austin like goes underneath, gets thrown out, but not over the top rope. It's like underneath the bottom rope or something. And he ends up fighting in the back, and then he gets jumped, because apparently there's a bounty on a hundred thousand dollar bounty on stone cold steve austin so whoever eliminates austin from the rumble gets the hundred thousand dollars right because mcmahon is truly gunning for stone cold in the midst of all of this right and you know in addition to all that you also have mabel getting eliminated and then as he gets eliminated and that was a big thing back then too because how fucking big he was yes and back then big guys didn't get eliminated so easily no now it's like a given. Like people always say, the big guy has an advantage in a rumble. No, he don't. Hey, Niagara Taker won. Oh, I'm Alabama Niagara. Da, da, da. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. Shut it, shut it, shut it. Shut it. Oh, shut it, shut up. No, no, bad gator. No, what? No, we're not doing that. But anyway. Do I gotta bring back the basket? No. Thank you. We have a studio now. I can get a basket. Oh, no, you're good. All right. So, anyway, as Mabel gets eliminated in the Rumble, all of a sudden, the Undertaker. Shut it! Now, 
as Mabel gets eliminated from the Royal Rumble, all of a sudden, we have The Undertaker show up, who for some odd reason, to my knowledge, is not in this Royal Rumble match, which I thought was odd. He makes one appearance pretty much in the whole damn show, where The Undertaker basically does the whole Lord of Darkness thing, and basically this is the transition from Mabel to Viscera, to where now he's oh. become a member of the Ministry of Darkness. Right. So, at he's which, and, that, and that's what I thought was interesting, because I always wondered how that happened. So to see that unfold was great. And the fact that The Undertaker was actually really doing the whole Lord of Darkness as your savior, allow the pyramid of evil to guide you. And he really was corrupting these people into his ministry. Oh, oh, see, like I did when I, when I found my coat. Yeah. When I walked up to him and I went, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> exactly. And then, so that was a great, that was a classic moment, of course. And then, in the end, um, like, at one point, I think Kane eliminated himself. Yeah, he did, and that was dumb. Yeah, the whole, over, you know, because I, I don't know if he was because he forgot he couldn't step over the top rope, he, he had to go over the top rope or whatever. But it was, either way, it was ridiculous. But then, next thing you know, Stone Cold starts eliminating people left and right. And then, all of a sudden, it comes down to awesome. But before that, there was another interesting thing that happened in this match. China was the 30th entrant in the Royal Rumble. It was the first time ever a woman had, had joined the Rumble. And she and she got in the match by by winning a, D, a, a mini Royal Rumble between the DX and the Corporation. It was a DX corporate rumble. It was a corporation versus DX rumble, and she won to get the 30th spot in the Royal Rumble match. But of course, Stone Cold ended up eliminating her as well as Owen Hart. Which is what he should have done. And then, in the end... Hashtag, beat her with the beater in her pussy. I guess. And then it's down to Stone Cold and McMahon. Because he hit, her in, he hit her in the dick with a big black dildo and said, Hello, darkness, Muffin. Thank you. And then... Shut up! <laughs> and then The Rock came to ringside and taunting Austin with the championship. And then eventually Austin hits The Rock. And then McMahon throws Austin over the top rope. And Vince McMahon wins the Royal Rumble. Yes. So. And, 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 and then he gets to go on to WrestleMania and Chennai's a champion. And that's the thing. Like, How did you feel about Vince McMahon winning the Royal Rumble? I didn't like it. I, I, That's why I didn't like it, because you're just like, what the fuck? I mean, it didn't make any sense, because you knew Vince McMahon wasn't going to fight for the championship. Yeah, it... Well, this is what sets up that, that Buried Alive match later. Buried Alive match? Yes, between The Undertaker and Stone Cold huh? at Rock Bottom. That, that's Same year. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does, doesn't it? No, that match, that was the pay-per-view before Royal Rumble. Oh. Austin defeated well, The Undertaker in the know. Buried Alive match to get into the Royal Rumble in the first place. Oh, yes, I forgot. No, what this sets up is Vince McMahon files papers, giving up his... It's, this sets up the Steel Cage match at St. Valentine's Day. Yes, there you go. Because Vince McMahon files papers giving up his right to go to WrestleMania because The Rock is the champion. His corporate champion's already there. So he's not going to face his own champion. But he said he will name a challenger at a later date. Well, Shawn yeah, Michaels... And then it ends up being... Yeah. But Shawn Michaels shows up and says that according to the rule book, which at first he holds up a bottle of Jack Daniels and goes, oops, that's not it. Because he's at... And he's got Stone Cold Steve Austin at his home in Texas. And they're hanging out. And he announces that... Because Vince McMahon gave up his right, it says in the rule book that if the winner of the Royal Rumble 
is unable or unwilling to go to WrestleMania to face the champion, the runner-up gets all rights and privileges. So Stone Cold already got checked in. So basically Vince screwed himself, and Austin is now the number one contender. And he thought back to himself, hello, darkness, my old friend. No, he didn't. What happened was... Yes, he did. He then then decided, I'm going to go back to my bedroom with a shotgun. No, he didn't. What he decided was... And drink a bunch of sleeping... And need a bunch of sleeping tablets and listen to Nirvana. No. No, he didn't. Now... Yes, he did. Shut up. Now... In kayfabe. Yeah. What Aust- so Austin decides he is going to give up his... He will put up his right, sorry, to go to WrestleMania if Vince McMahon agrees to face him in a match. Because he decided that the one thing he wants more than the WWE title is to get his hands on Vince McMahon. But he said he doesn't want it to be a normal wrestling match because he knows he can beat Vince any day of the week. And what Vince McMahon does best is run. So let's have a cage match. That way, you don't have to pin pin me or make me submit. Just run around the damn ring, climb out, and you win. And I'm out of the main event. And Vince accepts the match. But then they jump started, and we yeah we covered this one already. Yeah, I'm saying. So I'm saying. That's that, feel the glow. But I'm saying yes, I didn't feel the glow. But that's where that that's what that sets up later down the road. So, but really, Vince, I feel like Vince McMahon winning the Royal Rumble was just it was stupid and a waste of time. And you know, Austin gets the spot anyway, and you kind of know he's going to beat Vince McMahon. Like, we all knew it. So... And we all look at him and go, Hello, darkness, my old friend. No, we don't. Stop doing that. And then he gets a shotgun and he goes... No, he doesn't! Shut up! Jesus Christ! The horse is dead. Stop beating it. Now. Nope, we're going to keep beating it. Jesus Christ. So, anyway, that was what... I just felt like the Vince McMahon winning the Rumble thing was... You know, like I said, it was a waste of time. It was ridiculous. And overall, this particular Royal Rumble, the only two things I thought were interesting were the strap match and the I quit match. And the juice! Like who? The juice? No. Anyway, this has uh, been the WWE Royal Rumble 1999 recap. And, it's been uh, great. Yes. A while back on Instagram, we posted uh, some pictures of Desmond and Elvis to commemorate their birthdays. Uh, Desmond's birthday was January 10th. He is now 31 years old. Elvis's birthday was January 12th. He is now 42 years old. So if you haven't already, go to the Instagram page, comment below, wish them a happy birthday. We also got a couple of real birthday reels up for uh, Elvis if you want to check those out as well. And of course... Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got uh, new episodes of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring up there. We got the Dynamite Kid and the Plane Ride from Hell have recently been uploaded. You can also check out our archived watch parties, our DND one-shot, funny skits, holiday videos, all that and more. Just hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll be able to check out the new YouTube content coming your way. Um, I got the next Dark Side of the ring episode i'm need to get that edited so if that's should be up this week if not next week uh that'll be the double life of chris canyon and we're still in the process of getting the other videos done but we're gonna get them out to you in a timely manner the best we can i'm trying to get everybody together worst case scenario i'll handle the shit myself and of course make sure you guys are following us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast where we do our live watch parties our next one hopefully will be saturday january 29th for the royal rumble um 
we haven't done much promotion for it lately because uh, some of our schedules have been out of whack. But not only that, um, I've been uh, sick for the last few weeks. I'll explain more about that on another episode. But that right now I'm waiting for that to clear up before I officially announce that I will be uh, holding a Royal Rumble watch party. If I'm okay by the Rumble, there'll be a watch party. If I'm not okay, then either the rest of the gang will do it themselves or we won't have one at all. We may have to skip the Royal Rumble. Hopefully we don't, so I'm going to get into all that and let you guys know in the coming weeks. Also, we're going to have our D&D show. It's going to be on Twitch. We plan on putting it out this year. I just got to get the team together. We're trying to get all of it uh, squared away. We got a lot of details we need to work out. Like I said, I've been out of commission for the last few weeks, so we've had to really uh, fix it all up and uh, get everything ready, but rest assured, we will be getting everything ready. And also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. Uh, The first round is you can contribute for 99 cents per month. That's right. Just 99 cents. This is for our uh, fans who want to support the show but don't want to break the bank because they have a lot of bills they have to pay we do this show for the hard-working men and women out there so we never want anybody to break the bank or risk a payment that's important to support this show pay your bills take care of yourselves if you just want to listen for free you you're more than welcome to do so but if you want to donate 99 cents is all you have to give that's literally it all you have to give to help us keep the show going now if you got some extra spending cash you want to help out you can go to the second level and donate for $4.99 per month. That's right. The same amount of money we would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there are fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than the Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. That's right. Same amount of money. We used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it got sold to the Peacock, we got nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we do our show for the fans, and we are all about giving the people what they want. Just tell us what you want, and we will give it to you. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. That is your option as well. Also, here's a little disclaimer. When you pay your monthly donation to the Boochcast, you agree that if you don't cancel before the end of the donation period, you will automatically be charged the fee every month until you cancel. You will not be entitled to a refund on cancellations. I want people to know that. If you decide to cancel at any time, any time you are allowed to cancel, you will not get your money back. You will just stop giving money every month. So I just want people to know that. There are full terms and instructions on how to cancel that are available on Anchor. And also, for more information on how they process your personal data, you are more than welcome to check out their Anchor privacy policy. I can tell you right now up front, we don't get access to any of your personal data when you make a payment through there. At best, we may or may we might get your first and last name. If we do, we're only going to use it to give you guys shout-outs here on the Boochcast. But we don't get access to any of your other data. We don't want any of your data. We don't want anything more from you financially than what you're willing to donate. That's all we want. We do not want to rip off our fans. We love our fans. We're just asking you guys to give a little to give a little bit to help us keep the show going. Because what that money does is it goes back into the show. 
We use it to upgrade our equipment, bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and I get to take care of all the guys who work really hard on the air and off the air to make the Booch Cast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for the hard work that they do, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And if there's any money left over after all of that, we use the remaining money to feed Zach ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye to 